Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this set of lessons is from the Come Follow Me curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although this is not an official recording of the Church, every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. There are several other Come Follow Me resources to help with your Gospel and Scripture study. These lessons tend to go a little deeper into the doctrine than most resources. Hopefully this resource will be different enough from the others that you'll come back each week. On the Living Room Scripture Lesson website is a digital version of the lessons, which has more material than can be mentioned in the podcast. You can download that PDF resource and use it as you like. As with other online resources, you can like, share, and subscribe to the podcasts. Again, welcome to this Come Follow Me resource. I hope you like it. Hi, welcome back to the Come Follow Me lesson. Again, this is lesson number 48, and we're still in the book of Revelation. We're going to start in this section with with chapter 2 of Revelation. We'll see how far we go. Chapters 2 and 3 are the letters to the seven churches. They each follow the same basic pattern, the introduction to the church, a description of Jesus Christ, a statement by Christ that he knows their works, either a compliment or not, Jesus' admonition to repent, a call to hear what he is about to tell them, and then for each church, individual promise and blessing. Uh, You'll notice that each one he says, he that overcometh. And then uh, if I was marking my scriptures, I might even put next to each of those uh, a statement about the temple because there's some temple imagery in each one of these, and you'll notice that as we go through. These epistles also assume that the members understand the temple covenants and ordinances. It is no wonder people don't understand this book if they don't understand the temple. We have the tools to understand this book. Christ is the author of chapters 2 and 3. He is dictating the letters to John. If you start at Ephesus and travel in a clockwise direction, each of these cities will be reached in order. You would travel in a circle to visit them all. Okay, I mentioned that last time, I think. All right, chapter 2, verse 1. Unto the servant of the church of Ephesus... Um, After the fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD, uh, 70 AD, Ephesus became the center of the Christian church for many years until the the center gradually shifted to Rome. Write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. So there's talking about, uh, that's where Jesus is saying that he is uh, holding the leaders of the church in his hands to guide them, and he's also in the midst of the churches just as he is today, uh, that he's an active participant in the activities of the church and the revelations that are being received. Verse 2, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars. These may be the grievous wolves predicted by Paul that would creep into the church. Verse 3, and hast borne and hast patience. And for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. So here's the rebuke that the Lord's going to give them. Because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. And repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly. And will remove thy candlestick out of, out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. These are members of the church who were trying to maintain their church standing while continuing to live after the manner of the world. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And he's talking about all of them, even ours today. Now this is the the overcoming part. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. 
And so here is some temple imagery about the tree of life in the midst of the paradise of God. Those that have, I think we understand what that means. Verse 8 is the next letter. Unto the servant of the church of Smyrna, write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works. Here's again the, uh, the noticing that Jesus does know what's going on. And tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. While the Lord may chasten his people in mortality, chastisement will be tempered with his mercy and compassion as his children heed and obey him. Those who escape the wrath of God will include all persons who repent and keep the commandments and prepare themselves for the hour of judgment that is to come, gathering together even <clears throat> or upon the land of Zion and upon her stakes as a place of refuge. Even God's wrath is intended to be beneficent. For whom he loves, he chastens. Uh, verse 10, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that, he may be, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. The saints will be tested for a short period of time, is what he means by the ten days, in contrast to the length of eternity. So the ten days doesn't necessarily mean ten days. It means uh, that a, sh a short period of time in comparison to, the, to eternity. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. And then here's the overcometh part and the temple part. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. In other words, we will be able to be in God's presence. We will go through the veil and be with him. <clears throat> Number Verse 12. And to the servant of the, of the church of Pergamos, write, These things saith he, Jesus Christ, which hath the sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seed is, and thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Uh, this is, uh, he's talking about idolatry here. Remember that um, Balak was trying to get Balaam to curse Israel, but he couldn't do it because uh, he would only say those things that were uh, that were by God. However, Balaam later on uh, succumbed to the temptation of receiving riches from uh, from Balak, and so he he ended up dying. Uh, and this was having to do with idolatry. Verse 15. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate, and that's from the previous letter. Verse 16, repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. And then here's the overcometh part. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, Jesus, the true bread from heaven. This may also refer to eternal truths from and about Christ that are revealed only in the temple. Mysteries given only to those who seek diligently for them. And will give him a white stone the Urim and Thummim for each individual who enters the celestial kingdom. And in the stone, a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. The new name is the key word, according to Doctrine and Covenants, section 130, verses 8 through 11. The new name is the key word. Again, temple, I would write down next to verse 17. Verse 18 is the next letter. And unto the servant of the church of Thyatira write, in other words, this is Paul's convert, Lydia was from this city. These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like a 
like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now, back in the day when idolatry was in its... Uh, <clears throat> When it, when it was practiced completely, uh, fornication and sexual immorality was part of the ceremony that they used when they had when they practiced idolatry. And so that's what he's talking about here. Verse 21, And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into hell, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he that which searcheth the reins, or the desires and thoughts and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. God knows our thoughts and intents and is able to judge us accordingly. Verse 24, But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none, none other burden, but that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. In other words, endure to the end. And here's the overcometh part. And to him who overcometh and keepeth my commandments unto the end, will I give power over many kingdoms. We will rule many kingdoms, and he shall rule, and he shall rule them with the word of God, and they shall be in his hands as the vessels of clay in the hands of a potter. And he shall govern them by faith with equity and justice, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star, or the second comforter. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And so as we, uh, those that overcome then will be made rulers over many kingdoms uh, that will become kings and priests uh, of the Most High God. That's the end of chapter 2. So let's go on to chapter 3, since this is a continuation of the letter. Uh, verse 1, And unto the, unto the servant of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he who hath the seven, church, the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art not dead. Be watchful, therefore, and strengthen those who remain, who are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard. They heard and accepted the gospel. And hold fast and repent, if therefore thou shalt not watch. I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Christ comes not as a thief to the children of light, but to the world. Remember in Thessalonians, it mentions that the Savior or that the second coming will happen as a thief in the night to those that are not in the light. But because we are in the light, we will know these things. Verse four, thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. And then verse five is the temple promise. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. Or clothing, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess or acknowledge or praise his name before my Father and before his angels. And so he will he will be our advocate, and we will wear the white. We will have the temple clothing. Now, white also is symbolic of, of victory. We often think of white as purity, which it also symbolizes, but it also symbolizes victory. Verse six: He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And then, verse seven is the next letter. And to the servant of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, in other words, Christ is speaking, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, the rightful king of Israel. 
He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. In other words, he has the sealing power. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. We have the opportunity to enter God's kingdom, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, and I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Joseph Smith said, if the saints are not to reign, for what purpose are they crowned? Uh, and 12 is the temple promise. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. This is new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven for, from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Again, the new name being mentioned. Those who have upon them God's name are God's. And uh, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And then verse 14 is the last letter. Unto the angel, or unto the servant of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. In other words, that's again, Jesus is the author. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. In other words, he's talking about spiritual nakedness here, that we are exposed to the law. We are not covered by the atonement. Uh, 18, and I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. In other words, the refiner's fire, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, again, temple clothing, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear so that we are covered by the atonement. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. In other words, spiritual eye salve to see spiritually. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten or instruct or admonish. He chastens us in order to turn us to him. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. We must open the door and invite Christ into our lives. This refers to the second comforter, which is Christ. He's talking here about this, the uh, calling election being made sure. Verse 21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also came as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. In other words, we will become joint heirs with Christ. We will be able to sit in the celestial room with him and uh, be part of his kingdom. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. So that's the end of chapter three, uh, the end of the letters. So I, I wanna just sum up the, the, the those that overcome that are mentioned in these two chapters. He says, those that overcome eat of the tree of life not have the second death. They eat the hidden manna, obtain the white stone with a new name. They have power over many kingdoms to rule. They obtain white raiment, which means victory, uh, and their names are in the book of life. They become a pillar in the temple and receive a new name, and they sit with God on his throne. Those are the blessings that, uh, that the Lord's going to give us as we overcome the world and, and uh, keep the commandments of God. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, and we'll get into more revelation in the next section. See you later. Bye. I know these things are true in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.